Hello, hello. I hope everyone's holidays went well. It's a new year and inspiring youth is starting out with a lot of changes. These changes are going to affect our podcast conversation, so I have a very special guest on to help explain this a little bit better. Hello, Rishi. Hello, how's it going? How are you? It's going well. Um, I'm a little tired, but aren't we all? Maybe? I don't know. But... <laughs> You've been on this podcast before, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with your work, can you please explain to us your very important role with Inspiring Youth? Yeah, for sure. So, like Ipsa said, um, my name is Rishali, and I am the CEO and founder of Inspiring Youth. I think it's pretty straightforward, but I basically overlook all the portfolios and um, just kind of lead Inspiring Youth and the people within it um, along kind of our plans. I will say, though, I don't think I have the most important role. I think a lot of the members of Inspiring Youth are doing a lot to help us um, really grow. So I'm very thankful for that. Oh, I know you definitely do have the most important role. <laughs> Thanks. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> and so what do you want to do after you graduate? Because I know you'll be graduating soon, very soon. Yeah, I will be. This is my last semester, which is kind of a scary thought. Um, but I'm actually looking to pursue law. Um, so I've done all my applications. So now it's just a waiting game to get, uh, you know, my acceptances and rejections as well. Um, so yeah, from September this year, I'm looking to start my first year at law school. A little bit scary. Um, can't believe four years are already done, but you know, here we are. Yeah, I feel like we said that in high school too. So I guess it's just four years, everything changes just yep. from this point on. <laughs> Every four years, major life changes. Yeah, I, I think that's how the universe meant it to be. But um, before we get into the organization, I would love to hear about your winter break. Yeah, so my winter break was definitely not as long as I would have liked it to be. It was about a week and a half. Um, I guess the two main things, <laughs> I guess the two main things I remember from the break was I actually went to Mexico um, with my family and I also got some time to just, you know, like figure out kind of my goals for this year and really kind of reflect on what was important to me. But yeah. Whoa, whoa, we have to backtrack on the trip <laughs> to Mexico. Yeah, so I actually went, <laughs> um, I actually stayed at a resort with my family. So we were there for only a few days. Um, we didn't really leave the resort. Um, I think I spend most of my time in either my swimsuit or my pajamas. We were just at the pool or the beach for literally 70% of all waking hours. And yeah, it was just a really nice way to kind of get away from everything, forget about all the work I had left in Canada and just kind of relax. So that was really nice. And I think I needed that break for sure. Oh, that's nice. I would love to go to the tropics, but I think during the summer, like I don't think I could get away for the winter just because I enjoy the winter. But that seems so fun. Is there any fun story you want to share about your trip to Mexico? Ooh, I think the most memorable story was uh, we were actually at the beach, uh, pretty close to the resort. There's this island, and there I got to kind of meet and pet a uh, like toothless shark, which was really nice. Until the shark decided I mean to spray. <laughs> it was really nice until the shark decided to spray water straight in my face. Um, it was salt water literally in my eyes, my nose, my mouth, so, <laughs> and I had to eat lunch after, so that was the most memorable, um, but yeah, I think that's, I had a lot of fun. That was a cute shark, too. Never thought I'd use cute and shark in the same sentence, but I guess here we are. Wait, so how big is the shark? I'm guessing it was one of the smaller ones? 
Yeah, it was one of the smaller ones. It was actually more like the size of a dolphin. Um, so not too scary, which was good. Yeah, I mean, you also don't swim, so I can't even imagine just being that being the story, the highlight of your winter race. <laughs> learning how to swim, though. Progress. We're making progress. Yeah, I mean, I learned how to swim a long time ago, and I feel like I've forgotten. So I guess it's one of the skills you have to keep brushing up on. All right, now I want to talk about your New Year's resolutions. What do you have planned for this year? Um, so this year around, my number one resolution is to actually try to do my other resolutions instead of giving up on one thing. So I think that's like the most important goal I have for the year. But um, actual goals, I think one of the main ones is more related to just like physical and mental health. Um, I really do want to start working out at least three times a week for 20 minutes each time. I know it's a very like small goal, but like that's going to be hard for me to achieve. Um, so I really do want to work out a bit more. Um, I also love to read. And so one of my goals is to actually expand um, what I read to more nonfiction and more kind of self like self-help leadership business style of books. Um, something more knowledgeable, something I can actually gain something from. Um, and so those are two of my main goals, but I also do want to kind of continue dancing um, whenever I do get the time. I love to dance and with my busy schedule, I always forget to kind of make time for it. So that's something I do want to do a bit more this year as well. Wow, our busy CEO back at it again. <laughs> Every year. Every year, but I wish you luck with all the the New Year's resolutions. I feel like I've stopped caring about them as much now. Um, like my New Year's resolution is so vague. It's just be better. <laughs> I mean, we can all be better. So that's a great resolution. I think I'll add that to my list as well. Exactly. No, nothing more to it. Just be better at everything. <laughs> at life. At adulting. At life. Yep. But now I want to jump into inspiring youth. So even before, you know, we took a new direction with how we want to approach the youth and helping disadvantaged youth in specific, I want to kind of do a little flashback to when you started the organization. What did you want to accomplish? When I started the organization, um, my main goal of what I wanted to accomplish was like, I wanted to help you. Now, I didn't think too much farther than that. And I think that is something that I realized over time that I needed to. But at the time, I wanted to help you in whatever way it was possible for me to do so. Um, in my just like life and experiences and other places I've volunteered at, I've always seen so many issues that youth go through. And so kind of I had like a single track mind was like, even if I could help one single youth, you know, it doesn't have to be like, it could be a five-year-old kid, it could be a teenager, whatever it was. I just wanted to be able to help one person um, just get a better life, get better opportunities, um, be more happier, be able to kind of reach their goals. Um, and so it was a very broad goal. But yeah, I think that's kind of the original mindset that I had when I created Inspiring Youth. Yeah, and so when this year ended, did you kind of look back and and... Did you feel like you accomplished even a little bit of what you originally wanted to wanted to do? Wow, wanted to do with just inspiring youth and all the events that we've had so far. I think um, being someone who's never kind of like satisfied with my own work, the entire like reflecting, I always thought that there was something I could have done better. Um, you know, more things I could have done better, things I could have changed. 
But just one of the things I realized was I was happy with where my team had gotten. I had gotten very positive reviews for, you know, quite a few members from Inspiring Youth. And I think that was one of the main like successes for me was like, you know, I'm leading this team of like 10, 11 people. At least half of them enjoy what they're doing. At least half of them are very like motivated and passionate about this. And to me, that was a success because technically kind of we're still youth. I don't count myself an adult just yet, but. Um, I think that was one of those things that I did take as a success more than anything. Wait, only half? At least half. At least half. I was just happy with that, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't hear from everyone, but at least half I know was, were very happy with how things were going. So. You didn't hear from everyone. That's concerning. No, I think you're genuinely doing a very good job leading leading an organization that's so brand new i mean obviously you founded it you know and i like as a member of your team i don't have any complaints i think it's a given that when you first start off you don't really know exactly what you're doing just yet and so the fact that you were able to find out you know the the direction you want to specify the organization um too is within a year less than a year i should say actually is impressive and i think you should be proud of that thank you i really do appreciate it and i think everyone's been a big help in like getting to that point as well so won't take all the credit um yeah you should but enough tiptoeing around the actual topic how are you seeing inspiring youth change going into this year i think one of the biggest things um I want to see in like kind of like the change that we're taking on is picking one specific topic and focusing our attention on that. And I think this is a mistake I made when we launched, but um, the biggest way I see inspiring and changing is just like, you know, being able to take one simple focus and put all of our efforts and energy into helping those group of people. It doesn't have to be like thousands of people we're trying to help, even if it's just like 10 people that we're trying to aiming to help. Um, I think that's kind of the main difference that we are, you know, taking from last year. And what would you say was probably the worst part of not having that direction starting off? I think because we didn't have a direction, we didn't have a solid goal or vision of what we wanted to achieve, what I wanted to achieve through inspiring youth. And so because of that, it's really hard to kind of you know, be able to figure out what each portfolio, what each member needs to do and what steps need to be taken to reach that final goal. Because the goal of, oh, we, I want to help youth was so broad, there's absolutely no steps that can kind of be planned to reach that. And so I think that was kind of one of the biggest things that we kind of had an issue with. Yeah. And so the, the not the year, the month is, I want to say August of 2021 what was like the very first draft i should say of inspiring youth how did you because we definitely did have a goal in mind with how we wanted to approach the specific specificity question can you elaborate to our viewers what that kind of initially looked like yeah for sure so back in august you know like the first few months after we kind of figured out something to go with our goal was to kind of be able to hold different workshops and classes that um, youth could benefit from who might not have the financial means to attend those classes on their own. Now, what I mean by classes is just getting a chance to explore the arts, different skill sets, or just even hobbies. Um, and so back in August, I think that was the direction we were taking. However, 
um, I think we all pretty quickly realized that that was very unrealistic at the time of, you know, how big our organization was, the resources we had and stuff like that. Because once again, even though we had narrowed it down a little, I think we were still very, very broad. And so, you know, that was kind of the original draft that we had in mind. Yeah. Because even if you look back on the podcast, like the first couple episodes of the podcast, it was very heavily inspired by, by the arts and by the arts in specific visual arts. And I think one thing that I remember talking to you about was, you know, I enjoy speaking about art. Um, f- for reasons all the viewers know, we went to met in an art school, yada yada. <laughs> So I enjoyed it. Like I had a really fun time talking about art and kind of, you know, feeling like I was playing a part in the youth being being excited to do art because that's not something heavily pushed in schools. But obviously that can't last forever. And even my co-hosts, like it wasn't exciting every week talking about the same old topic and just trying to like rehash it a little bit differently. And I think the biggest issue we also ran into And this was something that during our VP meetings we always talked about was the fact, how do you get people to care? As a nonprofit, you need people to care about the topic that is at hand. Now, in some cases, the people you're trying to affect need to care about your topic. And in other cases, people who can help your cause need to care about what you're talking about. I think with arts, while there was a lot of people who cared about the arts, I think with the goal that we were trying to achieve, we weren't going to be able to really attract that attention. And I think that's another reason that we kind of realized that, you know, a good start, but we need to find a different way to approach things. No, I agree. And so now that we tackle the question of specificity once again, who are you looking to to aim with this this rebranding, as I like to call it, of inspiring youth? I think for now in the near future, the people we're trying to aim specifically for are high school students who are new to Canada. All right, so, you know, recently immigrated, um, refugees, anyone who's new to Canada um, and is currently in high school. You know, it's a very specific target group that we are trying to aim to help. However, I think that is the first step to actually being able to achieve the change we want because we have a group in mind. And because it's such a niche, you know, market, we know exactly how we can actually help them. You know, I've seen a lot of, you know, organizations out there who provide mentorship to high school students. And I've seen a lot of organizations out there who help immigrants and refugees kind of get um, used to the life in Canada and with that transition. However, I don't think I've seen, you know, any organizations helping high school students in particular who are new to Canada. And I think in high school, there's a whole other issue, you know, set of issues um, and struggles that high school students go through that are even like, that are um, made even worse just because they might be new to Canada. And so I think that is the group that we're trying to help. Yeah, and that was something that I really enjoyed about, you know, narrowing it down to newcomers to Canada as well, because, oh my God, high school is already so difficult in terms of even just strictly like anxiety and and these opportunities that show up that kind of force you out of your comfort zone because that's what high school really is supposed to be I don't want to say it is for everyone but and so on top of that to I don't know problems like not speaking English well or not knowing the nuances of look we have a lot of what like expressions in our in, in English 
And so not having that down can really pose issues that can be tackled. I think it's great that that's kind of what we're aiming to do now. Um, other than that, what are some other issues do you, do you mean when you speak of um, specific to high school students? I think like one of the biggest things that I'm sure most university or college students can remember right now um, is applying for like <clears throat> programs to attend after graduating high school. So whether it's like high um, university, college, um, those applications are a whole other you know set of like complications on its own. And for anyone new to Canada, there's so many different applications you have to fill out. There's so many steps, you know, making sure you have the right electives. There's a lot that goes into that specifically. And so I think that's a really big topic that we also want to tackle. Another one being just like job applications, um, building your resume. A lot of people new to Canada might not be the strongest in English, and that's completely okay. However, with a lot of things like resumes and applications, you need that English kind of skill to be able to do your best as possible. And so even with helping with English skills and that translating into helping with resumes and job applications, and even to go further, it's just like being as broad as like learning how to be better at public speaking, um, learning how to, you know, build your confidence and to expand your opportunities and things like that. I know most high schools in Canada, you require, you know, volunteer hours are a requirement. And for a lot of people new to Canada, this is something that they have a very hard time finding places to volunteer at. And so I think our main goal is to tackle these issues, but also, you know, work one-on-one -on -one with whoever, we're, you know, each high school student to figure out what are their needs and what are they struggling with so we can kind of help them in the best way possible. Yeah, so that leads to my next question. Will this be done through a, I act like I don't know, but like a <laughs> mentorship is the direction you want to go in, correct? Yeah, so um, I think a mentorship program is a really good way to tackle these things, um, as well as, you know, holding periodic events and workshops for some of the broader topics that more people might be struggling with. Um, so we can really build a community because in the end, having a community is one of the best ways to kind of get resources um, and just, you know, find other people who might be in the same boat as you and be able to help each other out. Um, so that is really just like the goal behind the mentorship program. Yeah, and community is, I think, such an excellent point that you brought up because um, we'll be talking about this more in a later podcast episode, but when you're new to a place or, again, just pushed out of your comfort zone, the importance of community, I think, is understated in so many situations because it can really make or break the difference between someone who speaks with confidence and therefore gets these opportunities that others will not be afforded versus a person who, who doesn't get to, you know, go outside of their comfort zone and to, to really face the world the way they, they should be. Okay, and so with this new direction that you wanna take, what are you most excited? Um, that's actually a pretty hard question. I don't think I've thought about that. Um, but I think one of, one of the things I'm, excited about is just being able to kind of start building that community that we were talking about. Um, you know, with the mentorship program comes, you know, finding mentors to kind of have on our team and being, you know, able to find the high school students that we want to help that might benefit from our help. Of course, we're not going to push away any high school students. So even if they're not new to Canada, I'm sure, every, you know, we might be able to help them out regardless. But I think the most exciting part is just being able to like launch the program you know, there's going to be so many steps of planning and trying to reach out and outreach that goes into all of this, that just being able to launch it, that first mentorship, you know, session that any of our high school students might have, 
I think that would be a very exciting thing because it's like, oh my gosh, what we've been working on is like, you know, it's real now. What can you foresee being a, a potential issue that might show up? I think as a nonprofit, um, regardless of the direction we decide, you know, we have decided to go, one of the biggest things is getting people to trust us, right? The biggest things is getting the word out and showing people that we are, you know, worthy to kind of put their trust and time into. And I think this is going to be an issue regardless of what direction or what we're working on in the future. With, there's so many organizations out there, um, so many nonprofits, so many businesses that you, it's going to be really hard to be like, this is who we are and this is why we are going to, you know, this is how, why we are better um, than other organizations or even just like, this is why we can provide you with the quality help or assistance and resources you need. And so really making that um, obvious and spreading that word and getting people's trust is going to be really hard. Um, I think that's yeah. going to be the biggest issue we run into. Yeah. So speaking on the on the trust, I think one thing that can help our viewers, um, high school students kind of trust us a bit more is knowing the process behind hiring our mentors. How are you going to choose them? Is it based off of experience? Is it based off of credentials? Um, how are you going to make sure that, you know, we're hiring people with the knowledge needed to help? It's actually a really good question, and I think it's going to be a mix of everything, to be quite honest. Um, one of the main factors that will kind of affect who we hire as a mentor is what do these high school students need? Um, you know, being out of a high school for about four years now, I'm, you know, a lot of things are the same, but <laughs> I know it's a rare thought being out of high school for four years, but um, I'm not really completely sure what are some of the issues that high school students are facing right now. Um, also, on top of that, with the pandemic, things have continued to change. And so depending on what the high school students is one of the biggest factors. Another factor is experience is very necessary, but also more important than that is people who are passionate about being a mentor, about creating connections with you and just being able to help out where they can. I think that will be more important than anything. Um, for some of the topics that we want to tackle, for example, English speaking, of course, we would want to look for um, mentors who might be pretty strong and confident in their English skills. From some people who are looking to kind of maybe help regarding resumes and job applications, looking for people who have strong written and uh, written communication skills so they can really help out in that. Our goal is to make some sort of impact. And so we want to, you know, match high school students with mentors who can definitely help them out. So in some cases, that might be looking for people who have the credentials. Other cases, it might be looking for people who have the experience. And in some cases, it might just be looking for people who are, you know, passionate about helping, you know, willing to kind of help that um, their mentee just become more confident and be able to reach their goals. And I mean, I don't think I've spoken to you in detail about the ins and outs of what this program is going to look like, but have you given thought to, you know, will will our men mentorees, is that what the word is? Mentees. <laughs> mentees. <laughs> English is difficult, as yep. you can attest. Um, will they be able to choose who they get mentored by, or will it just kind of be based off of their needs and we'll set them up with someone? I think a lot of this does depend on how many mentors we're able to find and how many high school students we're able to kind of get onto our program. Um, but I think having some sort of like entry interview or some sort of survey where they kind of figure fill out their goals, 
you know, a little bit about themselves, what their goals are for the future, what their goals are for themselves, and maybe like, you know, explain some of the things that they are struggling with and see which mentor do we have on board who can help that person. I think another important part of a mentorship program is matching people um, who might be, who you know, who would be able to create a strong connection and be comfortable talking with each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are introverted, completely okay, but maybe for people who are introverted, we might have to like look into finding a mentor who would be able to really connect with them um, and make sure the other person is, you know, comfortable talking to them. So I think a lot of factors will go into it, but my main goal, and I know we've kind of talked about this during meetings as well, is to make sure that we are trying to help them as best as we can and making sure that that connection is they're both comfortable with what they're doing when we are matching up mentors to mentees. Yeah, good answer. Um, so I know that we've talked talked about um, the financial aspect or, or even the, the career aspect of how you want to help these, these youth get ahead being new to Canada. Will it also be affecting you know, their mental state, how, how do we want to aim to bridge that gap as well? Yeah, so of course, you know, none of us are professionals when it comes to like mental health or anything, to be quite honest. Um, however, I, <laughs> however, I do think that it's important to just, again, going back to that sense of community, where if you have, a, you know, if you know that there's other people who are going through similar things, oftentimes, personally, I found it it makes it a bit easy knowing you're not alone, knowing there are resources out there um, and knowing that you can still achieve your goals, even if you think that you might be lacking in some areas. And so once again, kind of like going back to what I was mentioning before, it's really important to make sure that we understand what they need and what they want and what their goals are. Because without having that really deep conversation and understanding about what their needs are, I don't think we'd be able to help them at all. And so I think that's going to be one of the biggest parts of all of this. Agreed. And I think it's so important that the organization that seeks to do all this is led by youth itself, because I think for a lot of people, if it was run by someone other than people who look like them, it would be so much more difficult reaching out for help and, you know, to to get to get the level of help that they need, especially um, yeah, especially and- in terms Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Continue. Sorry to interrupt, um, but you're completely right. I think when it comes to helping high school students, high school students especially, I feel like high school high school is one of those transition phases where it's really hard sometimes to believe that people who are a lot more older than you can relate to your issues. And so, even as we continue to, even when we do evolve as an organization and launch other programs, the mentorship program is one of those things that will be continue to be run by you. Um, because I think that as a high school mentorship program, that's one of the most, most important things because being able for youth to be able to talk to other youth, specifically, you know, high school students, um, I think that's going to be something that really does help them feel more comfortable with what they're doing. And ooh, you just dropped a little, a little <laughs> insight into the next, can you elaborate on what you mean by other, <laughs> other programs? Yeah, so this isn't something we've given too, too much thought into, Um, but my goal, you know, when you kind of asked me what was my original goal is, like I mentioned, to help youth. But one thing I didn't kind of mention was I wanted to help youth on an international scale. I have big dreams for inspiring youth. Um, I wanted to be able to help youth in countries um, where maybe youth might not be getting that focus that they need. Um, And so I still want to expand internationally. 
um, that goal is still there. It's just kind of been pushed off until we're big enough to do so. And so in the future, who knows, you know, how we decide to help you. For now, it's doing mentorship programs for high school students. But in the future, it may even be focusing on just education for elementary and middle school students who might not in countries where that might not be possible for them, or even just being able to provide them with the resources they need to succeed um, in education and in their future careers. So it's a very open-ended field. Um, so who knows where it goes, but I do know that I do want to internationally, I do want to expand internationally in the future. And what does it mean to you to be able to expand internationally? One of the things I realized is in different locations and different communities, youth need different things so what youth might need here is completely different from what kids children and youth need in a completely different country and so i think for me expanding internationally is being able to help youth in a variety of different ways but to be able to do that it's just figuring out what they need right being bringing attention to the issues bringing attention to where we're lacking um, and what we can do better and i think in the end you know our organization is just a start so even a lot of our you know operations are based on advocacy one of our pillars is advocacy and so being able to advocate on an international scale about the changes that need to be done hopefully one day we can reach um hire people who can actually do something a lot more um and so i guess that's kind of wishful thinking maybe um but that is what i can and i do want to reach that level for sure no and i'm so glad you said that because i think a lot of people I mean, you made the executive decision right from the back to to hold off on, you know, even hiring international students for this very reason, where it's it's like, okay, we want to work in places like India, for example. Okay, but we don't really know what it means to be living there, to be a youth there, to be going through all these issues that do plague a lot of kids from that area. Um, and so we've talked about it, where we do want to get a variety of opinions before we before we actually you know go forward with action and inspire sure. youth and we also need like you know one of the biggest things is you need that resources and unfortunately money tends to be important here where we also need that financial backing and so 100 percent we're looking to expand in the future um internationally but now it's just kind of a matter of focusing on our program currently and then over time once we're able to kind of create a strong program um, kind of moving on and expanding to other programs as well. Yeah, and so on the topic of funding, and this is this is more so for um, youth that may be looking to start an organization. This is what this segment will be a little more focused <laughs> on. But how how are you looking to get that funding to help um, fund this future project that we want to do? Yeah, so there are two main ways that we will be looking to focus on. Um, the first one is in the next month or two, we are looking to launch uh, an e-commerce site on Etsy. Um, and so we do kind of, from just like doing surveys and stuff, we've realized that tote bags and stickers are something that people are really interested in. Um, and so we want to launch a store on Etsy and be able to, um, you know, sell these tote, bag, tote bags and stickers. And all of the pro proceeds from that will be invested back into the organization. Um, this is a great way for all the artistic talent on our team to also be showcased. Um, and also just a good way for us to be able to build the funds we need to succeed in what we're trying to do. Um, like I said, all of the funds will be going back into the organization. So no, you know, not going into anyone's pockets, I promise. Um, 
but that's number one. And then the second one is once we do have our mentorship program a bit more finalized, we will be looking to um, try to get sponsorships as well as looking to apply for grants. Um, there's quite a few grants out there for nonprofits for anyone you know who's interested. Um, however, one of the big things about being able to qualify for these grants is you need a proper proposal. You need a finalized plan with all the details about how, where the money is going to be used, what you're trying to do with it, who you are, you know, what you do as an organization. And so in the next few months, those are kind of the two ways that we'll be focusing on building funds. Um, of course, there are a lot of different ways to kind of get funds for your organization, depending on the way you want to um, approach it. But since we are trying to uh, offer a mentorship program, the entire program will be free of cost to high school students. Um, and so we do not want, we're not trying to get any money from, you know, we're not asking any high school students to pay for the services we're offering. It's going to be completely free of cost for them. Yeah, and I think that's so important because if I was in high school, <laughs> I would not want to paying $20 no. for my <laughs> I'll just glide through life. <laughs> I want to ask you, were you aware how much work it would be to run an organization and like even the funding? I remember when all the funding requirements came out, you were in like panic mode, trying to get everything out. Yep. Trying to get it through. Were you aware that it would take that much to get Inspiring Youth going? No. <laughs> To be quite frank, I thought I was a bit overconfident going into it, or I just like didn't realize all the little things that might come up. Um, I remember back when I launched, I was like, by January, I want to have inspiring youth running full force. It's January, we're not running full force. <laughs> um, I think we're starting, we're back at kind of like square one, but we're still moving. So I'm still proud of the growth we have had. Um, I didn't really realize a lot of the nuances that might have come with running an organization. One of the biggest things was I didn't realize how many decisions I would have to make and how these decisions were really strongly going to impact what we were doing. I think the hardest part of running Inspiring Youth is like trying to be a decently good leader, um, trying to keep people motivated. I find that I really want everyone on the team to be, you know, enjoying what they're doing. And I think that being a leader and that leadership role was something that I just did not expect would take up so much of my time and would be the hardest thing about inspiring people, personally, at least. Yeah. And if you did know all this going into it, do you think you would have, A, started inspiring youth, B, started when you did? I think if I did know, know this going into it, I feel like I just would never have started it, Inspiring Youth. And the reason I say that is because it's it's a lot of pressure where it's like, oh my gosh, there's people like relying on me. And I'm not like the most like confident, like confident person. We're working on it. Um, but I think back then that alone would have scared me off. You know, the idea of people relying on me, the idea of having to like really take on a leadership role. Part of me knew that, you know, being a CEO, I'm gonna be a leader, but understanding the extent of it and what it really entailed. I think it would have scared me off completely because I just think I would, you know, I would have always been like, oh, you know what? I can't even do this before I even started. So I guess it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't really know what this would entail because I think that would have put me in a place where I would have been just too scared to start anything, to be quite honest. I think that's a good thing to be honest. I mean, you're right. It's a blessing in disguise. And I feel like a lot of things in life are like, I can't even count how many things that I've started without realizing how much work it would take and I think there's I mean I'm definitely 
an overthinker for some things other things i'm like i don't care let it happen the way it happens but you you definitely can't plan for every single type of scenario and i think that's a good thing because that would make everything impossible to do yeah and i completely agree i think i think most of us you know the people most of us in this organization to be quite honest were thrown into the deep end of the pool um including me including all the vice president including all the members i think that was a good thing looking back um, simply because if I knew prior to it, I think I would have just like kept pushing it off. But just being thrown in and you're like, okay, now I need to learn how to swim. Now I need to know how to do these things. It, it pushes you to actually act on your plans instead of just planning for like years on end kind of thing. Um, so like you said, yep, yeah, blessing in disguise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you said that. <laughs> All right, scenario, I want to start my own organization tomorrow tomorrow okay <laughs> we're, we're doing it full speed what would you what's one piece of advice you would give me that you wish you would have gotten that i wish i would have gotten Ooh, okay that changes things because i had an idea in mind when you started talking but then you finished that sentence and i was like <laughs> not what i was expecting um i think one of the biggest advice i wish people gave like i had heard about prior is that and this is a scary advice but you're never going to be perfect at what you're doing and what is kind of part of that is you're going to have to continue teaching yourself. You're going to have to continue learning. I think I got too just like satisfied with my role, like especially all of last year. And one of the goals I do have for this year is to, you know, improve my skills because as a leader, I need to know some things more than I do right now. And so I do wish that people had given me the advice that you're going to have to teach yourself things. You're going to have to, you know, keep learning, keep expanding your knowledge, you know, whether it be in leadership, whether it just be in different aspects of running an organization. Because if you don't know, you can't lead your team. You need to have at least some sort of background knowledge on it. And so one of the goals for this year as well is to, you know, I have a subscription to LinkedIn Learning. Um, you know, there's a lot of courses on there on being a leader, on marketing, on SEO and stuff like that. Um, if I have that knowledge, I can pass it on to my members. And so I really do wish that people told me that, yeah, you're going to have to keep learning. <laughs> you're never going to be like good with what you know. You're always going to have to keep evolving as a person and as a leader. Very good advice. But unfortunately, I am quitting while I'm ahead. <laughs> not doing this organization. <laughs> yeah. But to the listeners, Rochelle is such an excellent resource if you are looking to start an organization. So you can find her LinkedIn in the description of Inspiring Youth Talks. Um, so feel free to hit her up. She responds fairly quickly for the most part, as long as she's not having part, a yeah. <laughs> Depends on the mood. Yeah, because I know you have a lot of excellent things to say and and i know a lot of people especially youth are looking to start up organizations and i i think you can you have a lot to offer in terms of that um i just have a couple last questions asking you to think about the future more than anything Ooh, um scary. that's right i always <laughs> like to change but um do you foresee the goals of inspiring youth ever changing drastically I don't think they will change drastically. I think the whole baseline, the foundation um, of wanting to help youth will stay the same. However, I do think that we're going to keep adding on to the goals. So instead of changing, we're just going to have more and more goals in the future. 
which is also a scary thought. But I think with the type of people I have on this team currently with, you know, the passions of everyone and just like my own goals and, you know, vision for the future of inspiring youth. I don't think they'll change drastically. I think helping youth will always be the foundation and the main goal of inspiring youth. I just think that it will, we will add on to that. We will, you know, we'll make it more specific over time. Um, but yeah, I don't think any drastic changes. That is a relief to hear. So speaking of drastic changes, one drastic change that did happen in the past few months, I want to say, is regarding our content creation team. So. We no longer do blogs on our website. We do newsletters. Um, and I think Rochelle can share why she decided to switch this aspect of the organization up a little bit better than I can. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think you do a great job, but yeah, I can take the question. Um, so one of the main reasons we decided to switch to newsletters um, instead of blogs is because we have so many different things we want to talk about. Um, and a lot of the content we want to touch on can be done in a variety of different mediums and, you know, ways. And so we realized that blogs are a great way to share information. But with what we want to do, we needed content that is shorter, easier and faster to consume and also more convenient. So these newsletters will be aimed for high school students. Of course, university and college students can also benefit from them. And you don't just have to be new to Canada. Um, these newsletters will be really focused on just providing tips, um, you know, talking about advice. The newsletters will have short blogs. They might have like, you know, different types of like images, illustrations, art. Um, it could even be short stories, poems, like testimonials, or even just like lists of resources that people can access. And so the newsletter is just a way of kind of broadening up the what we can do with the content we're trying to put out. Um, so yeah, I think I covered everything unless you remember something we talked about. Um, I don't remember much, but <laughs> that is, um, I think switching over to news newsletters is also a matter of just changing with the time. I mean, the blogs are great, and I think there's always going to be room for blogs, especially in organizations, but I think with newsletters, there's a form of kind of evolving with the time. Um, we're living in, like we've all heard it said many times, but we're in a really changing rapidly changing kind of tech world savvy. tech savvy exactly just everything's so fast-paced and i think um newsletters are definitely something to hold the viewers attention for a bit longer all right um i do have one last question for you today maybe actually we'll see i might have lied <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your goals for inspiring youth in specific for 2022 what do you want to see accomplished by the time December ends? I like that question. Um, I think number one is to launch our mentorship program. Um, I think that's gonna, that is our main goal that we're focusing on. There's going to be a lot of planning that goes into it. Just a quick plug, we are hiring right now. So um, there's still a few days to get your applications in. Um, but, you know, we are looking to expand the team and everyone's focus in the next few months is going to be towards getting this mentorship program launched. But I'd say that is kind of our main goal, but our secondary goal is also to kind of really get our e-commerce store um, launched full-fledged as well. For now, we are only looking to sell the tote bags and the stickers, um, and this funding will really help us to kind of build on our mentorship program. So I think those are the two goals that I do have that we can kind of, that are more tangible, I would say. 
However, one other goal I do have for Inspiring Youth is for it to be able to get even more passionate people on our team and for them to even be able to expand their skill sets, learn about what they're interested in, and get a chance to experience different aspects of being in an organization, whether that being running a podcast or writing newsletters or doing marketing, whatever it is, I do want people to get to gain something out of the organization. And this was a goal of mine last year as well. So I'm going to just say it's a continuous goal um, for inspiring me. It's a New Year's resolution. <laughs> Finish old goals. <laughs> All right, but I did lie. So next question: When will okay. you be back on? Oh, like on the on the podcast? Yes, the yes. <laughs> um, honestly, whenever you guys want me back, I'll be here. I remember the first podcast. I was like mortified. I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to hear my voice. Um, I absolutely hate listening to my voice, so I barely got through listening to that episode that I was on because I was like, uh, uh-uh, I can't do this. Um. <laughs> But I do enjoy it. It is a bit scary, but um, yeah, I'll be back whenever you guys want me. I don't know if I have more things to say or like beneficial things to say, but good practice, I guess. I think my favorite part about this entire episode is how ready you were for like a very serious question. You were like, okay. (laughs) It's like, oh, interesting direction with these questions, but loving it. (laughs) And then you answered it equally as seriously. That was just, that was great. You're having you on, and I cannot wait until I get to ask you to come on and listen to your voice again, because that's it's fun convincing you. Um, but that's all I've got for this episode. If any of the changes we've talked about pique your interest and you would love to be a part of the organization, check out the link in our description to apply. We've got a number of roles, including a podcast host for this specific podcast, still up for the taking. Um, including many, many other roles. Extensions are granted until the 21st of January. Um, The 21st of January is also when the newsletters are released, so check our description to sign up to receive them. And lastly, I just want you all to remember to be the change and inspire the youth. Thanks for listening, and until next time.